Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Nights of the Roundtable Podcast. Thank y'all for joining us here as always. Thank you for finding us on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, whatever digital streaming service y'all found us on. Thank y'all for subscribing, listening, joining us week after week. Thank you for your subscriptions, your likes, your shares. Thank you for getting us out there and being one of the fastest growing podcasts here in North America and around the world. As always, I want to go around the table and introduce everybody that's here this week. Um, starting off with Jade. Yo. All right. And I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> Ian. What up? Riley. I'm glad Jade's here. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I'm James. Um, as many of y'all know, we record these podcasts on Sundays. And uh, today is March 14th, 2021. Uh, two years ago today... Um, I lost my dad, James Edward Johnston Sr. Um, he was basically the man that made me who I am today. And um, he was, you know, he, you know, y'all can chime in on it if y'all want. He he kind of impacted all of our lives as well because we all, everybody's parent was everybody's parent. You know, when I remember when I made the phone call that morning, you know, everybody, you know, either showed up, sent a text message, you know. Um, at his service, everybody showed up, sent a text message. So, you know, I'll be forever indebted to these brothers sitting around me, um, even the ones that's not here, for all their gratitude and all their, you know, support. So, uh, at this time, before we get started in today's episode, uh, I want to give a moment of silence uh, to my dad. Uh, may he rest in peace. You know, dad, I appreciate you for everything that you've done for us, everything that you've done for me, um, everything that you've showed me, everything that you've made me turn out to be. And uh, I hope you up there looking down and you're proud. So I um, just want to start off with a little moment of silence for my dad. And uh, I thank you all for joining in. All right. All right. So jumping into this week's happenings. Um not much has happened this week for the most part. Um, the one thing that I guess we can touch on that seemed to be the new the the buzz, I guess you will, in the in the media was the the interview that happened with uh, Meghan Marco, Prince Henry, and was conducted by Oprah Winfrey. The interview basically kind of shed some light on Meghan Marco's dealings as a black woman in the royal family. The royal family, if you know, the royal family is probably one of the most jacked up families in all of world history. Um, dates back to a lot of, and, and I'm not going to dissect a lot of what it is they've done or what it is they do or have not done. But they're just, a, I'm going to just say like an indecent family for the most part. Um, but before we go ahead and dive into, I give you my take, um, does anybody want to add any kind of input on the interview or any takeaways from it or just blanket statements regarding the interview? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, 
I don't see why we're so consumed with it, with them in general. We fought a whole goddamn war, but they fought a whole goddamn war to get our country away from these people, and we all consumed about what the fuck going in their day to day lives. They have no nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Second of all, how the fuck do they still matter if they ain't in control of shit? It's a parliament and something else, right? Yeah. How the fuck is they still royalty <laughs> if they ain't ruling shit? Like, I don't get that part. Yeah. And then third, I feel bad for my mulatto sister. <laughs> <laughs> but these, this, 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 what happens? You, you go join a uh, all white family from, for, I don't centuries. This ain't even decades. This is centuries of all white people, all rich white royal motherfuckers with no. Got nothing but titles and money. Mm-hmm. I don't think now one of them niggas work. And you mad that they treated you like shit? <laughs> <laughs> you came in and fucked they put, This ain't them just treating you, just treating the average black person out in public like shit. Mm-hmm. You came, you thought you was bold enough to enter their family and everything was going to be cool. Yeah. They treated you like shit. They treated their own kid for shit like shit. Yeah. For bringing this little black girl in here. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't see why the fuck we consume with finding out a black chick got treated like shit. <laughs> no, all white family. This shit happened every day yeah. for regular motherfuckers trying to be interracial. Okay. I, you know about it personally. Yeah. Okay. But this is the shit that goes on now. For by you calling out, you sitting over here talking to, a, crying. Y'all got. I don't know if y'all still got millions of money after they kicked you out or after y'all left. Mm-hmm. But y'all sitting in a nice, swanky neighborhood. Swanky. Talking to a billionaire. Mm-hmm. An out-of-touch billionaire. Crying to the billionaire about how the fuck y'all was treated by a royal fucking family. Mm-hmm. How the fuck... And that's... Do you understand how insane that sounds? That you're crying about how you... Well, you got royally fucked. <laughs> and I'm supposed to give a shit while I'm out here trying to make it on my little punk ass uh, paycheck. Nah, this shit, nah, I'm cool. You ain't rolling? Nah. Rob, your fault. <laughs> Raleigh, what you got? Man? I mean, shit, that's what it. else is there to say? <laughs> your fucking fault. And I need your feedback on this. I know you got something. Yeah, my thing is, though. They still rich though. I mean, like so. Like, like Ian said, you're not getting. Well, I guess they do get it from some people, but you're not getting it from me. No uh, sympathy or empathy or whatever, because you made it. Like you, you knew what you was getting into, and you still, you still rich. And you, you mad because somebody said. Well, how dark do you think the baby's skin gonna be? Like, <laughs> you get asked that in regular two black parents, you know, yeah. somebody's grandmama might ask you that. That like, you expect me to cry over like, is that really that 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 bad? Like, I I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't get the hype either. But um, I don't I don't feel that bad. Like, you know, they'll be all right. No, she'd be all right. <laughs> she, she was talking about like, oh, it got so bad that uh, I was contemplating suicide. Like, what the how you thought it was gonna be? You thought it was just gonna be roses and like everybody, like nobody wasn't gonna notice nothing. And you know, she you thought she was gonna be homegirl from coming like, to America. Was, 
what's gonna be normal like I don't know man part of me thinks it's an uh, acting job and part of me if it's not like how could you not expect it was gonna be some some bumps and a rough patch like what, what did you really that's what she should have asked her like hey so uh Meg you know um how did you think it was gonna turn out? Like, <laughs> how, how did you? How, how you thought they was gonna accept you? You know, she saw the like, first coming to America. She thought it was gonna be Lisa McDowell, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this shit is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay, what you got? I mean, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I like a lot of context in how to deal with it. I, I, I would I would love to be like I would love to talk to like a group like us a, a, a brothers from Britain and see what they really think about it because you know I'm not sure if they you know culturally how they see it I, I know as a as a uh, as Black Americans I think you know uh, us here that's a, it's a lot of baggage we unpack when you think about like old world colonial powers and all that and, and just how we became African Americans so. Um, you know, am I shocked that there were some people in the royal family uh, that may have felt a certain kind of way? Nah, nah. But I mean, heck, I, I got friends who had who who got you know who who are uh, interrate who are biracial who went through stuff that you know from what I heard from what she was saying. I mean, I, I got friends who went through worse stuff in their family. So um, I'm not I, you know. It's, it's, it's messed up, it's jacked up. The whole not giving the kid a title thing and all that, I mean, that's all that's all kind of stuff is sort of like, man, yeah, that, that, I, would think, I would feel a certain kind of way. But I mean, hey, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, they gonna be rich and, you know, they still family, they still blood, and I'm quite sure they'll patch it up. I mean, a lot of people, families go through stuff that's uh, uh, just as scandalous or worse. I mean, hey, you know, Kirk Franklin going through it right now. <laughs> so um, it's, it's it's what it is, you know. Uh, I mean, it'd be fine. I, look, I, I do like the fact that uh, from a media standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from their ability to make money, I do like the fact that uh, that Oprah, you know, sort of, you know, Meghan Markle now is going to be elevated within, you know, more marketable to do movies and all kind of other stuff she may want to do. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey, it's great, you know. Uh, you know, people getting money, great. But is it a is it a travesty? Is it a, a jaw dropping moment? No, uh, no. Nah, nah. They'll be fine. They'll work it out. They'll patch things up. I'm quite sure. Uh, they, his father will pop up over here, you know, to spend uh, spend some time with Archie, and it'll be all good. The Queen gonna send a tweet, and it's gonna be straight. You know, they'll work it out, but. Does it change anything? Any like people day to day life in the UK or the British Empire or even in America? Nah, bro. Nah. Water wet. <laughs> yeah, y'all make some good points. Um, the one thing that I'm, I, I guess you could say that I like about this happening is that it brings race back to the table. That's an uncomfortable topic for most people, for some people. And now it's hitting a much. I, I guess you could say like a much more, you know, um, broader stage, you know, when race was an issue, what, over a year ago, um, you know, with the George Floyd situation, uh, with the Breonna Taylor situation, 
you know, America for the most part was forced to, you know, see the 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 injustice that was happening to black folks. So now, I mean, I'm not I'm not I don't I don't want to say I'm not sympathetic to Meghan Marco's interview. Ian, Ian hit on a lot of valid points, you know, about she knew what she was getting herself into. Um, but now that it's made its way, I don't even say that it's made its way abroad because it's been over there. But now that it's forced to be addressed, it's a worldwide issue more than ever. Now you, we not, it's not one of those, okay, yeah, we saw Black Lives Matter on the basketball courts. We saw Old Navy and Nike and Starburst putting, you know, Black Lives Matter commercials up and then it's like okay y'all had y'all's 15 minutes now you know go back to the corner and you know whatever i don't i don't feel like this is going to be something that will not to kind of like uh hypocritize myself i don't feel like this is something that's going you know bring that campaign back but i do feel like it's something that people you know need to understand like you know racism is everywhere it's here in middle america it's here in you know, uh, corporate America is here and everywhere, and it's over in the Royal Kingdom. So, you know, um, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, here's the thing. I don't know if this helps that conversation. I mean, because you got to feel out how disconnected most people are from that kind of wealth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, even black people, you know, like, yeah, they like, yeah, so that's messed up, but, you know, that's where it, Many people expected, um, just given the history. Everybody but expected I, I, yeah, I, I mean, like just given the history, I'm, I'm not shocked that once you, am I shocked at her story? No, uh, did I expect a similar story like that? Probably, yeah. You know, um, um, the only thing that shocked me is that they got a prime time worldwide interview with Oprah. I was like, oh shoot! All right, that was a power move. But I mean, honestly, I think the Black Lives Matter, you know, I mean, considering that really, you know, since Ferguson, this has been building and, and, you know, for what some organizers, mostly sisters, you know, sort of put together as hashtags on Twitter and start organizing around, you know, this summer, you know, you start seeing those marches with that same banner, hashtags, and, and, and many of the same talking points in cities and countries all over the world in which, you know, it did take it to the forefront. Now, is Meghan Markle's issue gonna? I mean, nah. I think so many. I mean, man, come on. How many people could that? How many people even understand like, like how much? I don't even know. I mean, look, man. I got a graduate degree and all that. I don't even know how the royal family got money. I don't know what they wealth lies in. I think it's some jewels. I've been to Buckingham Palace. All that. I don't. Need, I don't know. Like so. <laughs> so where's the average person? I don't think the average person is connected this issue with racism. As much as they're connecting George Floyd or Breonna, Ta- Breonna Taylor, uh, or I mean, heck, we could take it back to Steve Biko in South Africa, and 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 you know the the, the ANC movement there. What that means, I don't think people are connected on that same level to this Meghan Markle thing. I think it's just a different different vibe. That's fair. Um, stand with stand with uh, the underlying theme of this episode, race. The um, there's, there's two topics I want to touch on here. Um, first of which is um, was it yesterday? We uh, sadly acknowledged the the it was a year yesterday 
that uh, Breonna Taylor was murdered in her own home um, by some officers in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And um, still to this day, you, you find a lot of um, people who go back and forth with the actions of her boyfriend, the previous actions of her allegedly, uh, the previous actions of her, uh, I guess, once incarcerated boyfriend. And a lot of people have a hard time calling a crime a crime, especially when it was done by, you know, law enforcement. Bottom line is that she was murdered. Okay, she was murdered by officers. Um, if it wasn't an issue, then bottom line, yeah, <laughs> bottom line, she was murdered by officers. Um, and for people that say that she wasn't murdered, well, if she wasn't murdered, why did Louisville, you know, pass, you know, an amendment to stop the the no knock going into people's homes and you know warrants or what have you? Um, this situation happened prior to us launching this podcast. Um, and I saw a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw a lot of people on social media yesterday, still to this very day, going back and forth. Um, a lot of prominent people were posting, um, a lot of, you know, everyday people like, you know, us were posting and it was a lot of trolls that were in the comments that were saying, oh, you know, you're race baiting her boyfriend did this, this, that, and the other. Um, would anybody want to share? Um, how they feel to this very day I mean because she, she still didn't get she still hasn't got justice um, and doesn't look like she she will I mean her family got a settlement from the state of Kentucky but you know a settlement doesn't bring back her um, and it doesn't negate the wrongdoing that the, the officers did anybody want to chime in on on um, the uh, and I hate to call it, and I hate 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 to mark like a year's passing for anyone to call it an anniversary but anybody want to chime in on the uh, the situation. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just not a fan of hush money. Like that's, a, I mean, when you talk about you know uh, wrongful death and and nobody gets convicted and and you know what I mean, like and then there, all of a sudden there's a settlement. That's that's hush money. Mm -hmm. All right, take this and go on, be quiet. We really ain't sorry, but here take this just to make you feel better for a couple couple years or a year, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever they do with the money. Mm -hmm. And then we gonna we'll go ahead and kill somebody else, and then we got we got our hush money fund waiting to to do it again, cause that's I mean we see it all the time. So like I'm just I'm just not a fan of hush money. <laughs> right. Like draw that shit out. Keep fighting. If I'm the family, I'll keep fighting. Like tr try to do what you can. You know what I mean? Like take the settlement and, and see if you can come up with something else to, to to fight after. If it's a money issue, or go out and you know lobby the people to to help you if you need the help as far as you know the. You know, lawyers and attorneys and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, for nobody to get convicted for something, and I mean, we see it on the other side of it, where you know, you do anything and you're convicted. Mm -hmm. Like, where, where's the hush money then? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, you. I mean, it's fucked up still. You're never gonna get get a conviction. Yeah. So, as soon as you take the money, you negate the fact that there ever be a uh, right. mm -hmm. conviction. So. I'm not surprised. I'm not. I'm still pissed off. I'm sorry that it happened, but that is part for the course for America. Yeah. Aunt Jay, what you got? I got too much. <laughs> I got too much on this, man. Uh, like I text y'all, man. It sounds like a horror movie, bro. It sounds like you know. Uh, I don't. I don't understand the difference between you sleeping, your your uh, 
your your heart and Freddie come through, and you know you wake you up out of your dream with a hot one. Like I mean, just think about that, man. And then to add insult to injury, to add insult to injury, right? Um, the boyfriend who had a legal gun permit who used illegally. I mean, like if it wouldn't have been for the media board, he probably would be on trial right now for sick a plea deal of attempted murder of a police officer or something like that, man. I mean, like, think about it, man, just how messed up this is. But, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it's just painful, man. It's just painful to understand, like, and just trying to, trying to explain this, like, and raising kids to black kids and trying to keep them safe. Um, and here's the crazy part, man. Here's the thing that people don't even highlight enough. It wasn't like, like, Breonna Taylor was a sworn peace officer who was a EM, who was a medic for the city. Like, so it wasn't like they didn't know who this lady was. Mm-hmm. They didn't like they didn't know her schedule. They didn't like, it wasn't like they didn't know they couldn't come and talk to her at work. It wasn't like that they didn't know, like, you know, like she passed, she, so she suffice the background check to become a city employee. And not just a city employee, an EMS uh, worker as well. So she got, so she, she suffice to pass the background check to, to save other residents' lives in an emergency, some of the most dire situations in their lives ever, or to conquer people who lost people there, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? Help keep people alive so they can get surgeries. Pass that background check. But you mean to tell me you had to do a no-knock raid on her crib? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> like, like I, I just think that's just, uh, like, the whole situation and the disregard for black life and black property it's something that needs to be examined and addressed, man. And so, you know, we're gonna talk about this. I think we gotta talk about it in the whole in the whole situation of it. Yeah. And what you want to share? Yeah, I mean, my take is a little different. Like, it might not be the popular one, but the 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 actual officers who committed the murder. I, I, I think it's, it's it's debatable whether it's their fault or not. Um, it, according to the law, and that's why they got off. But the bigger issue to me is like the whole investigation process of how they messed up so bad. Like they already had to do it in custody that they were looking for. I think behind the scenes. The, the the people who gave that order to to carry out that uh, that warrant and the the lack of uh, planning and, and professionalism um, in, in carrying out the warrant to begin with is the bigger issue. So I think if I was in the family, and you know, I received some of that sum, and I would put a lot of that money towards uh, figuring out why it turned out the way it did behind the scenes, and, and trying to put that money to trying to hold those people accountable, and even better, changing the law or the way things are carried out so it doesn't. Uh, continue to happen one thing that a lot of people and it came out shortly after the um 
the no conviction happened was that the attorney general from Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, um, when he presented the case to the grand jury, it was a lot of evidence that he withheld. And a lot of the, the jurors stated themselves that um, there was evidence that he didn't present that had it been presented would have resulted in a, a much different outcome. Um, so I think a lot of onus falls on him, but you know, it, it won't. So, I mean, we, we be here, you know, as Jay was saying, you know, we'd be here for a while, you know, unpacking all the truths that happened behind this, this uh, travesty transitioning real quick. Speaking of hush money, the uh, family of George Floyd, uh, this past week also received one of the largest settlements in American history when it came to uh, a civil rights police brutality crime and um, forgive me for you know if I'm wrong I think it's like 27 million dollars now the case is underway I mean, I'm sorry the trial rather is underway for the officer that murdered let's let's call it what it is for the officer that murdered George Floyd now sticking with Riley's notion and I think we all we all know how this this movie is going to end um, it's, and it's like you know what's sad and I joked about it last episode, kind of, you know, like whenever we see these these cases, it's almost like literally watching a Tyler Perry movie. We know the ending. We know how it's going to turn out um, with these cases and these trials. But like I said, sticking with Raleigh's notion, you know, George Floyd's family got off, not offered. They got they, they were given 20, so they won 27 million dollars um, in the wrongful death lawsuit against the state of uh, Minnesota. And now the the doppelganger officer <laughs> um, is, you know, standing trial. And like I said, we all know how this is going to end. Now, I think that's that's the part that pains me the most is the fact that um, we know how this is going to end. And like I said, sticking with Raleigh's notion, they were given hush money. So this pretty much negates the conviction that essentially will happen to this officer. Um, the only thing that bothers me, I guess, is the fact that, again, we have videotape evidence of this officer nonchalantly with his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck with this man crying out, you know, that he, you know, he cannot breathe and this officer with no regard with his hands in his pocket um and we we could we could we could be here again each and every one of us could be here all day uh talking about this but um go around the table and um get everybody's input on this um jay you want to start off on this one man look i i could tell you this right the only reason that because this was on because this was was on tape and film like this i mean even when you talk, think about like walter scott down in south carolina uh when he got shot by the cop running away mm -hmm. right like uh uh you know and was and, and was a veteran too you know i mean like again like you know so I, you know me i don't like respectability politics so i think out of plenty of most of the people, most you look back at most 
to black folks in American history who was lynched, most of them were very respectable, very successful, and were killed for that. Not because they were a criminal, not because they were even accused of crime, just for having the, the balls to dare open up a grocery store or to dare be successful at farming or whatever they were doing, you know? So, um, and when you look at um, this whole George Floyd situation, his family getting $27 million, I mean, the difference between his 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 family settlement and Rihanna Taylor's family settlement is that both cases were so egregious. It's just that his was played out completely on on the screen, mm-hmm. and we can bring it up. Uh, we can. I'm quite sure we can go on the internet and find a clip of the whole entire thing if we need to. You know, that's that's the whole case. But again, think about what they was even there for. I don't understand how you get to a chokehold from a call about a counterfeit $20 bill, bro. This is, it wasn't like, like, uh, he tried to rob a federal bank of Minneapolis, right? <laughs> it was accused of having a fake $20, which they found wasn't fake. So, so again, like how they even got you there again is just where there's this cavalier, um, uh, disregard for black life property. And then for, black people wanting and demanding to have dominion over their life, property, and bodies. That, to a lot of people, is egregious and needs to be policed or needs to be corralled or could be dangerous. And just suppose that... Here's the thing Here's the thing I tell people all the time, man, and some of the folks I, I got, I got, you know, I've been involved in politics a long time. I know some conservative people who really do believe in like, really like, well, that was a bad apple. And I'm like, all right, it's January 6th day. These people actually attacked the seat of government and attacked police, beat them, killed one, right? And I didn't see not one person get choked out for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So, so you know, I'm glad they, I'm glad they, I'm glad the city, you know, got gave me the money and all that kind of stuff. I'm not glad they had to get the money, but okay. They got that. I just really hope it could be used to a one take care of his family, and then two be used to sort of you know start to dismantle all this kind of like just egregious disregard for black life, property, and dominion of our life, our lives and bodies. Man, that's what it gets down to. Because there's no way in the world, yeah. Of Black Lives Matter march. Well, I'll even tell you this. I mean, I think even if the women's march would have turned and started making a beeline to the Capitol, it would have been some bodies in the streets, right? But the simple fact that this was seen as a white male-led dominated event, um, you know, it was like, okay, okay, let's let's try to talk them out of breaking the law. But Janet George, I can't believe you came to this corner store and tried to pass. It. $20 bill allegedly and and now you don't want to get out of the car and go to prison for something you didn't do because we are allegedly here for something you did and so now you're resisting so now I got to make sure and enforce the law and choke you out like this is just crazy man uh, and all the cops that sat there and let it go down period point blank I mean um, um, Tamir Rice the same way um, I don't know man I'm emotional. Let me shut up. Nah, you nah. I think we we, we a lot of us here kind of share the same sentiment. Uh, Ian, you wanna you wanna add in on this? It's America, man. 
<laughs> it's a mirror. Uh, everybody get upset. It's a mirror. Ain't nothing you. Man, you can't keep nobody. Can't keep a black person safe at home, out in the street. None of that shit. You damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like you were saying, the doppelganger. I don't. I, I still don't think this is the same guy. Uh, I think the court process is being is being muddled by them adding back in the once the. The murder charge, that's going to give somebody some kind of loophole to get the whole thing thrown out. So it's a whole, I mean, I just see that, like you said, I see the way it's going to end up, how the game is being played, and it's not going to turn out the way everybody wants it to, but it's going to turn out the way it always does. He, might, he may get some small charge, mm-hmm. but it ain't going to be what everybody's looking for, and they're doing the shit right in front of you. And the whole time you getting excited, like, yeah, they put the murder charge back on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just did that shit to, to make this shit easier to get off. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So I'm not going to get all up in arms when this shit turns out the way I believe it's going to happen. So just tell it, it's par for the course. I think this officer or, or the person that's uh, standing trial might get the same measly sentence that the, the officer that killed Botham Jean got. Might get like a little measly, like six to ten years, you know, and then probably end up getting out on like three years. Might not serve no jail time. I mean, you know. Um, anybody else want to chime in? Riley, Ant. Yeah, I think uh, I don't. I think I think he go go down for this one. I mean, I think he go he go do some time. Like, uh. That's just my thought. You know, if he don't, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I don't lump them all together. I think this and the Brianna uh, Taylor is two different, two totally different things. I think the right dude is on trial for this one. (laughs) And, uh, well... I ain't talking about the picture of it. It's the same. <laughs> I ain't here to debate that, but I do believe he's responsible, the the, the, the officer at the lowest level. And uh, since uh, just, just everything that was fueled from it, and honestly, a reason I think because of the backslide and uh, the marches over the summer and stuff, like, um, I think that's a big reason why um, he's just going to have to go down for this one. They, they, they ain't going to be able to let this one off. Uh, that's, that's just how I think it's going to shake out. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean... I- I, I hope I hope you're right, Aunt. Um, it's just uh, like I've been saying, man. Is uh, when is it gonna be enough? You know, because even I mean, even if he does get convicted, it's not gonna be. He's not gonna get convicted like he's supposed to get convicted. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like okay, because. There's police involved, like he's, he's going to get a lesser charge or a lesser sentence. Mm-hmm. When in all actuality, it should be the other way around. Like these guys are trained, supposedly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just like a, a, a boxer, like once they become professional, their their hands are considered lethal weapons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you get into a fight, you get your you know, and you get arrested for it, then you're getting charged for having a lethal weapon and using it. Mm -hmm. So the police officer that's trained, it ain't his first day on the job. Right. You know what I mean? It's not your first arrest. Then they should be held held accountable because of that experience that they have. You know what I mean? So until that happens, there's some bullshit. Period. True. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's the thing, man. Like we we are talking about we are talking about you know trained folks, and and, and here's the thing, man. Like you know, I had to talk to some some neighbors of mine. You know, because I got a Black Lives Matter sign up in my in my front yard. Again, it's not a political thing for me. Um, it's just that, you know, I'm... It's the truth. <laughs> I'm black and I'm raised by children, and I want them, yeah, like, yo, like, this is it's a thing to me. And it's like, and I'm like, yo, I got police in my family. I got first cousins on the police force in Cleveland right now. You know, like, I got cousins, I got a, a, a older cousin, like an uncle to me, who's retired. Uh, from the sheriff's department, and, you know all these kind of things. You know, I have family who who served in combat. I got friends who served in combat. Like you know, so the so the idea that I'm not, I don't respect the flag, I don't respect these jobs. No, nah, that's not the case at all. Not the case at all. As a taxpayer, as a citizen, as a law-abiding citizen, I expect law and order to abide by the law. Period. Point blank. That's what we talking about. Our, our lives matter. I mean, we have those same expectations, too. We have the same expectations to be able to go lay down in your crib and not have somebody bust in the house on a bogus warrant <laughs> looking for somebody who ain't been there for a year who you already got. Like, like you know, like that, those kind of things. Uh, I expect that trained professionals can come to a situation and mediate and de-escalate a situation for a $20 a, a alleged fake twenty dollar bill. I expect that. You know, I expect that trained professionals get a call about a kid in the, in the park playing with the, probably a fake gun to not roll with, uh, to that kid uh, within t five or ten feet and get out shooting at them before they had a, a chance to even survey the situation and to de-escalate the situation. I mean, that's like you're, they're trained to do these things. So again, I'm not saying the job ain't dangerous. I'm not saying the job ain't hard. I'm not saying that at all. What, what we are saying is that, again, respect for our lives, property, our communities, our folks. You know, you know that matters too. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, like you know, I think Raleigh held a good point. Like, at the end of the day, like these were trained professionals. These things are happening from trained professionals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up here in a second. Um, we just saw here in Cleveland. Um, many of you know we we record out of Cleveland, Ohio. There was an incident that happened last weekend in the city of East Cleveland where a young man was um, he was being pulled over for a traffic warrant, and eventually he stopped, and he was taken out of the car, and an officer right now is under investigation. Well, he's, he's suspended and under investigation for kicking 
uh, the young man in the face and in the head. And um, we can be here all day, and, and Lord knows we might end up having an episode about, you know, law enforcement and, you know, how they're supposed to handle these things. Um, you know, I, I have my opinion. I, I, you know, my I have, you know, relatives that are on the relatives, friends, family that are either served or on, you know, the police force. And, um, you know, I've shared these, well, not these, but I've, I've shared some sentiments with them, how I feel. But the end of the day um the brianna taylor situation and, and curtis um you know if he was here right now curtis has always said that you know it's, it's going to be another situation you know sadly whenever we think that you know this this stuff gets brought to the forefront and as atrocious as we see one situation another one comes about then another one comes about then another one comes about so sadly we haven't seen the last of these situations, unfortunately. And, you know, one of the things that uh, President Biden mentioned in his um, campaign was, you know, police reform, which that's something that honestly I'm eager to see um, if it'll ever come, you know, if it'll ever see the light of day. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> so as long as we still three fifths of a man on paper. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and and until then we're gonna be uh I hate to say it, but we gonna <laughs> we're gonna be three years into his presidency, rock to sleep as Ian say, and we're not gonna hear anything about police reform and we still gonna be getting mowed down in the street like we're game or anything, so you know But you know what, man? You know what, huh? Here's the thing, man. A lot of this stuff is happening in places in which we got black mayors. Right, police chiefs, you know, like people who set these policies who we vote for. Again, they get back to the kind of arguments I've been making, like, you know, the local politics, the local the local control, all these things with the state, um, these things matter. And when we start thinking about this and moving accordingly, um I mean, look, these type of things happen when you have you know, certain people who sit in your local city council seat or all the seat for 30, 40 years and sort of just get blind to some of the issues of which are extremely important to your everyday life. And if they're not being held accountable for that, I mean, we can't even begin to really address it at a, at a real level. You know, because even if the feds pass something, right? Mm -hmm. Implementation is still going to happen at the local level. Yeah, you're right. You know, and the judges that you vote or don't vote for are still going to be the ones that are going to have to carry it out and oversee the whole process. Um, uh, you know, the the sheriffs that you may or may not elect or maybe appointed by the county executive or the county commission or, or your, your local city council or township council, whatever. I mean, these kind of things, a lot of these decisions, when they come down to the to, to, so when the rubber meets the road, a lot of that is local control. And until we engage in that kind of, you know, thought process of how we want how we want our communities to be served by the people we pay to serve them, you know, we're gonna continue to have these. I mean, like, like, how can we expect not to have these conversations then? That's true. That's true. Um. As we wrap this up, 
we'll go around the table. Anybody got anything they want to add regarding uh, this or any of the topics that we mentioned um, in this episode? Nope. Riley? We'll see what Uncle Joe do. <laughs> and, which, <laughs> and what you got? And he said he was going to give uh, a, a check to the black community or something. Is that what he said? Well, I thought he said something like that. Uh, we, he owe us. He ain't going to let us uh, let us down. Like, man, I'm still waiting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a part I mean, of the 1400, man. It's a, yeah, it's a part of the stimulus is rolling out. <laughs> he gave it to everybody. Yeah. Nah, All man, lives matter. Everybody did that. Though. I mean, he said specifically, like we, you know, he owes the black community, like man, he's been in the office about you know three, four, five, six, seven weeks now. Like, <laughs> don't he think it's about time he's done? That's becoming my cancer. You, 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 you know, he, you, we, we, we know he healed. Get all that money from the from the robbery. <laughs> I mean, being in politics, robbing people for thirty years, like it's about time you be paying us that, that that money. You know? <laughs> you know, we hid all that money. <laughs> oh man! All right. <laughs> On that note, I'll hey, oh, go ahead, Jay. Support black business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> support black business, please. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, that's the that's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, economics and politics. Uh, as much as we can just focus in, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't expect everybody to go out and be activists. I don't expect everybody to go out and get an LLC, start a business, go to business loan, take on debt. I'm not saying that, but you know, uh, I don't care if it's you know, uh, you give me a coffee, you know, if you if you, you dedicate to Starbucks, stop in a couple times a week and brother bucks uh, in your local neighborhood. If you do, uh, you know, um, and uh, you know, I know like voting and all those kind of things, you know, for a lot of folks seems famous, but you know, look, in the day, um, we gotta play the game we in and build and build, you know, where we can. And so, you know, let's focus on it on those things too. Hold these people accountable, you know. Whether you, whether you vote in the last election or not, you know, hold folks accountable, and then you know, run yourself or, or support your homeboy, homegirl who who, who gonna run and address those issues. So you know, we got to make sure we're doing, that, especially at the local level in our communities where we control things. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, that's that's pretty much all we got. Um, you know, this was a very um, you know, it's a good discussion about you know race. And I would say in America started off in the world, but just just race, race matters, period. Um, as always, I want to thank all the fellas that were able to sit in on this conversation today. Raleigh, uh, Ian, Jay, Ant. Um, shout out to our brother Curtis, who's celebrating his birthday right now. Um, the brother Jew right now, who's also doing some uh, community stuff. Um, Banks, who's also doing his thing behind the scenes. So everybody that's been here, that's here, um, and again, a uh, happy belated birthday to Kurt, who's also the show engineer, one of the producer, I mean sponsors of the show, as well as Stark Cleveland. Riley, you want to tell the folks um, what it is that you offer and how they can get in touch with you? 
Alkaline Water. You can get that at uh, find me on Instagram at Stark Cleveland. Um, joint support pills, all natural, so any aches and pains. Um, the weather's changing, so you know them them uh, them joints and, and stuff are, are starting to ache a little bit. Um, get you some stark movement up in your body. It's all natural. Um, help you get back in the gym, get back active, out, outside running. Um, and then while you're doing that, you can quit, quench your thirst with some Stark Elite H2O. If you have any other questions about uh, Stark or any other products, uh, you can email the pod. Nice at a roundtable, CLE at gmail.com. Um, and we'll, you know, I'll get back to you on, on any questions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, hey, a happy happy birthday coming up this week to you too, huh? Ah, appreciate it, appreciate it. It's a big one, man. We, I mean, look, we gotta have a we gotta have a, a, a forty more light pod <laughs> or something coming up, man. Like, you know, it's big ones this year for us, so let's make it happen too. Yeah, once once everybody turn forty, we gonna we gonna do something. Yeah, we gonna yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's let's do that. Yeah, we got babies coming, you know, all that, man. Like, you know, we gotta get toast up. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be I'll be forty this week. Um, <laughs> appreciate don't, don't that. Don't sound too excited. Ah, you know it is what it is. I'm, I'm feeling them. I'm feeling them, them. We was talking before we recorded. You know, uh, Riley was saying that you know he's feeling his age. I ran uh, four miles last week, and my quads just stopped burning. So, um, but yeah, that's you know. But as always, we want to thank each and every last one of y'all for listening, finding us, streaming us, supporting us, sharing us. Look for us every. Uh, Wednesday morning on Apple Podcast. Uh, look for us on iHeartRadio. Look for us on Spotify. Thank you again for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in North America and around the world. As Raleigh mentioned, please email the show with any questions, any comments, what you want to see, what you want to share. If you're interested in becoming um, a sponsor, if you're interested in becoming a guest, whatever it is that you want to share. Um, Nights of the Roundtable Podcast, CLE at gmail.com. We will be checking that and we'll get back in touch with you all. Again, I want to give a rest in peace to my father, James Edward Johnston Sr. Um, love you, Dad. Miss you. Appreciate everything you did uh, for not just myself, but everyone. That's pretty much all we got. So thank you all for following us, sharing, subscribing, liking, listening, getting the word out, being a part of this podcast each and every single week. And we will talk to y'all soon. Oh, wait, real quick. Um, before we get off the air, uh, I want a special congratulations to Jade. He made it through a whole episode. Um, he didn't get caught up, caught away by his wife this week. So we appreciate you, Jade. Love you, Crystal. We out. All right. God bless. It's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to kingstown. My ting done major king done one wrong. Now understand El Boogie, not violent. But different things test me, run for me, can Can't take a threat to me, no one been this way since creation a groupie call you far from temptation now you want ball over separation tarnish my image in the conversation who you gonna scrimmage like you the champion you might win some but you just lost one